The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com Mike. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hey, sis, girl, it is September 21st when I'm recording this. I'm not sure when I'm going to put this out, but it is very much so three-fourths into 2023. And as you can hear, this is my first episode since April of earlier this year. That is right, girl. I have taken a full break or took a full break from podcasting. Um, I have so much I want to share with you today, but I really want to keep this episode concise and short and sweet. I don't know how short it'll be, but I would hope that it's no more than about 15 minutes, but I am even feeling weird (laughs) recording this episode because y'all, I really didn't think I would be podcasting ever again, um, if I'm being honest. So I want to give you all a spiel into the last six months of my life, April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, or may have been introduced recently to my podcast, my name is Rosa Renee. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker, aka a therapist, and I have been doing this podcast, The Therapy is a Christian Podcast, for about five years now. Uh, It will be five years at the end of this month. And I have fully been doing this podcast for so long that it has um, become such a big part of my life. 
my podcast while I was on break actually reached a total of 1 million downloads. So thank you for taking the opportunity to listen, to get to know me. And I love Jesus. Um, I have been so honored to serve, um, and use the gifts that I have in this capacity and speaking to you. And so my favorite thing to talk about is mental health and God. Those are like my two favorite areas to talk about. And so on this episode of the podcast, I want to kind of just give you all a glimpse into the last five-ish, six months of my life. My last episode was actually in April. And truly, I don't think I recorded a really like a full-on episode literally y'all I think since last year so for those of you that don't know and don't follow me on Instagram I had a baby in January and um, I've had two kids in the last three years and usually when I prepare for maternity leave I record a bunch of episodes and kind of basically set them up to go on autopilot So I started recording episodes for my maternity leave like last November and pretty much set them all the way up to go out until April. And so I had not recorded honestly anything, I think close to about 10 months, truly, like on my own, like truly recording. And so I haven't done a solo episode in so long because I think I was just burnt out. Like I think I was just burnt out. But to give you a just a kind of synopsis of what happened this year, uh, the top of the year, my I always have a word for the year. Um, I don't know what my word for next year will be, but for sure this year, my word for 2023 was intimacy. And my perspective, I kind of got there from God like late last year. And I think it was a word that I chose. Um, and I kind of ran it past him and just said, you know, this is what I want. And my thought process as being a content creator and a full-time entrepreneur, I was under the impression of, you know, I'm going to create intimacy with God. It's I'm about to create intimacy with my husband. I'm about to have two kids. I want to be intimate with them. And what I've learned over the last couple of years of creating these words for the years is that whatever I set out the word for the year to be is never what I expect. Like last year in 2022, my year for 2022 was surrender. And it was not what I expected. And this year, 2023, my word was intimacy. It was definitely not what I expected. And so kind of going into the top of the year after having my son, my second son, um, I started to feel a shift really happening. I started to feel very confused. I started to feel very disconnected to what I was doing, both professionally as well as um, within my work in serving within entrepreneurship, um, which is the podcast, which is YouTube, Instagram, you know, all the outward things I do, selling journals, all these, all these products and services that I had offered online, also is doing my private practice. Um, and so I just was struggling with consistent patterns that I was seeing within my relationship with God as well, where I kind of just felt like very frustrated with God about the seasons that I had been in with building a business, very frustrated and concerned that I was not feeling like I was close to him. I was very, um, concerned still with a lot of performance and perfectionism really struggled with grippling comparison uh, and really was was just having a hard time. Like I 
really was just struggling, not even really with my mental health, but more spiritually, I just wasn't feeling confident. My self-esteem about who I was as an individual, my identity was very low and just things that God was trying to, I feel like reveal to me, I wasn't at the place to fully like begin to examine those things because I just had too much on my plate. I was a mom of a one and a half year old who was really struggling with speech. Um, my son, my first son last year struggles with a speech delay. And I was really having a hard time with that while being pregnant. Um, additionally, while being pregnant, we were also going through a lot of shifts financially because I switched my um, business over from coaching to full-time private practice. And it just took a lot to start up. And so all of those outside stressors were impacting the way I was viewing God. And it was really making me not like my relationship with him, to be honest. And I started to feel at the top of the year, God was pulling me away. Um, and when I describe it to people, it was like, I felt like I wanted to throw everything away. Like nothing was bringing satisfaction. Everything felt like a burden. Everything felt like I was about to have a breakdown, but it wasn't a breakdown mental health wise. It was just like, I think when you've been walking with God for a long time, you can notice when things aren't copacetic between you and him. And it's not even anything that's like on your doing, like you're doing anything wrong or disobedient. It just feels like we're not at the place we used to be. And that's what I felt like. And I wanted so badly to understand what was happening, but I just wasn't at a place where I could verbalize to him what I was feeling, understand what I was feeling, because I just had so much noise from the amount of demands I had. And so I started to feel like he was pulling me away, uh, pulling me away at the top of the year. Um, I was also in the middle of trying to write a book. Um, I had invested in a program that was very expensive and it was um, just a lot of things that were I, I struggled with with that because I did not even understand why I made the investment in the program. It was something I did out of obedience. So I just had a lot of things that were happening that was making me question everything about myself. And so um, probably about three months into the year, it was around March, I was like, yeah, I got to get off social media. So I slowly started to have like short breaks off social media. In April, I was like, yeah, I'm getting off social media. Um, and in April, I really noticed I was like, yeah, I'm about to be off this junk. Like, I don't even know when I'm going to come back. <laughs> and that was when I stopped recording my podcast. I felt burnt out. I felt uninspired. I felt like I didn't have anything to any value to provide. And I essentially went on like a five to six month wilderness season with the Lord. And when I just, I described this wilderness season as a space and time where I literally stopped everything. If I was not taking care of my kids, being a wife, and running my private practice, I wasn't doing it. So I um, was assisting in hosting a membership um, called The Society. Um, I, I uh, pulled away from that. I pulled away from doing my podcast. I pulled away from um, Instagram. I pulled away from TikTok. I pulled away from um, 
every single thing, every single thing that offered some point of me pouring out, I had to let go of because I just could not function emotionally and mentally and spiritually with the thought of pouring out. And in this six months span of time, I have really wrestled with God about a lot of stuff. More so than anything, I think I have, the fruit of this season has been, um, I have a relationship with God that I just cannot even describe. It is something that I think I have dreamed and prayed to have, but just have never experienced. And I and I just say that as a more of an encouragement to anyone that might be, you know, wanting to be at a place. I'm going to give you all some tips in this episode of like some of the things that I did um, to really be at a point where I can kind of share it without being like, I can't believe this. The last six months has felt like uh, two, two years. Like it has just, it, it has felt like a whirlwind of a time um, of, of learning, of growing, of pruning. Uh, I felt like God was pruning me back in February or March just was pulling me like he was pulling he was I felt like God was trying to grab my hand and walk me down the path and I just was like why are we going down here this don't even make sense but I I and even me letting go of a lot of the stuff was slowly like me um letting go of writing my book for a period of time I do believe that I'll eventually pick that back up but I was so overwhelmed I could not see clearly um my business, even online, was, you know, it was doing okay. But it to me, I, I didn't feel like I was serving people well. So um, over the period of time of the wilderness, I would describe, um, I just had to take a break. Uh, what I learned in that time was I had attached so many things of outward or external values and things that I have done in the past as um, like my identity. This podcast, I did not even wrestle or really understand with, like I didn't understand how much I had um, attached who I was and my value to this podcast. Like when God kind of, you know, led me to kind of put this down. I thought it was forever. Like I truly, even me recording this right now feels so strange because I have been even fearful of doing it because I just don't want to make a misstep in this season. And I have realized that, you know, God knows how to get to me. Um, And if I make a misstep, he is very, very much so a kind father to be like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. But he, he, he almost took the desire for the podcast completely away. And I never imagined that to be a thing. I always thought like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast, you know, forever. This will be something that, you know, long-term legacy. This will be what I'm known for. And it would become an idol. And it and when I describe it becoming an idol, I think I describe it more so. It was so close to my attached to my identity. Like if I wasn't doing this, th- that meant I wasn't um, fulfilling the call or the purpose that God has called me to. I think we're all searching for purpose and trying to find a way to um, do things to please the Lord. But we first don't really recognize that we are first his children. 
And I don't think I had a healthy attachment with that first to where outward serving came from a place of, I want to serve because I know that I have an overflow of things I want to share with the world that God has placed in me. I served with trying to give validation. I served with trying to seek validation and also trying to also serve with some type of end goal in mind. I think as if you're a business owner, it's natural to go into the mind space of, I'm serving with a goal of eventually being able to make money, providing value that's going to bring and make money. But I think it was so it was for me, it was unhealthy um, of just like, okay, how can I use this to drive, you know, an end goal? And I didn't know that that was where I was where I was at. I think it's just out of time spent being um in programs, time spent working on my business, it felt like that was just the natural progression of what you're supposed to do is provide value that ultimately sends a result of whatever. But it didn't feel genuine to me. Uh, after a while, not all the time. This never, this never was something that felt like that all the time, but it did feel like that maybe over the last, maybe halfway through last year to to up until the top of this year. And so um, I learned so much about God. I learned who he was as a father. I learned who the revelation of Jesus that I gained was rich. I think you know Jesus, like when you're a believer, you, you, you know, you, you seek to know who Jesus is. But to have an understanding of the trueness of him being a human being that really came to die for us, to sacrifice himself so that we could be able to go to God fully and authentically. I really believe that God allowed me to a lot, a a big part of me and a large part of my fleshly carnal nature to die in that wilderness time because coming and I don't even know if I'm still out of it, but coming out of that place, I realized that um, the Lord had to allow me, uh, he allowed me to be naked before him privately. He allowed me to not um, share so many intimate struggles that I was struggling with internally publicly. He so graciously allowed me to do that in front of him by myself. And I just learned so much about identity. I learned so much about grounding. I learned so much about bringing myself back to God and really a desire for him and creating space for him and, and prioritizing him because what I do and what I serve and do on a daily basis it's pretty heavy. Like I, I, I do therapy with people and that's a very vulnerable thing at times. And so I, you know, have learned to not be hard on myself about whatever that looks like, because it could look different at any point. And also when you're following God, you're doing things that oftentimes just doesn't make sense. It, it, it truly just doesn't make sense. And so, um, I think over the course of time, like I described in the last six months, I have had to learn how to really 
let things go. And this podcast was one of it, one of them. I was like, okay, God, if you ultimately don't want me to do this podcast, I will sacrifice this to you. And if it's a never again, I'm fine with that. And you could not have told me six or told me six months ago that that would have happened. Because I would have probably been like, you have lost your mind. Do you not know what I have done? And I even think saying like, you know, my podcast hit a million downloads. It's like, that's impressive, but it really is just a number in my eyes. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment. I, I give all credit to God about that, about how this podcast has been reached to people. But on the other hand, like my work is rags to what Jesus has done for me. And so I think that that has brought a healthier perspective of the sacredness of serving, the sacredness of being able to serve God from a place of servanthood and humility that at any point he can truly take something away. And I think he allowed me to like Isaac, you know, be, be the, this podcast, be the sacrifice of like, will you give this to me and let me see your heart? And I was willing to give it to him because at that point he had taken every, he had really, I don't say he's taken, but he allowed me to give these things to him to really say, like, are you willing to give these things to me for the sake of having him? And, um, that takes a lot of bravery. That takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of dying to self for that to happen. And so um, since I've kind of transitioned out of that time, I wanted to share a little bit about, um, you know, how I want to kind of go into this next season of this podcast of what this looks like. I think I've had my own thoughts of what it would look like. And I share a lot of myself on this platform because I think as a therapist, but also someone who has walked through their own mental health struggles, it's imperative for vulnerability to happen. It's imperative for you to know what it looks like for someone who is trying to figure this shit out, just like all of y'all are. And I say the S word very comfortably because I, like, I'm just like, you know, we're all trying to figure this out. Um, because it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to press through what you're dealing with without the Lord. And I don't think that a lot of us go into trying to do anything, especially if you're a believer without God, but there are times where you just need to be rechecked and re refilled and recalibrated. And so what I've learned is that I am not will, I'm willing to give up whatever I have to to serve the Lord. I'm willing to also do whatever he says that requires me to serve other people. And so with a healthier perspective, I'm grateful for that. And so I wanted to share some tips on creating intimacy with God because I think so badly, I know that my audience wants that. I don't think that anybody that's seeking and serving as a Christian who is also trying to grapple and understand their own mental health is trying to do something wrong. We all have a lot of influences that have impacted our perception, our relationship, our knowledge, our will of God in a way that is 
hard at times. Like we, we, we struggle with religion. We struggle with, should I do or do, shouldn't do this? Should I not say this? Should I go to this event? Should I start this business? Should I start this, go to this job? Should I, there's just so many questions at times. And so I want to talk about what it means to be intimate, what it means to create intimacy. Um, and, you know, I'm going to suggest a couple of people that I have, you know, listened to over the course of the last six months that have poured into my life um, content wise. Um, one of them is Tim Ross if of the Basement Podcast. I, I, I love that podcast. I love the Pillar Church. Um, that's what Preston Morrison um, uh, with the Perry, 30 Minutes with the Perrys, Jackie and Preston Perry. Um, they're two amazing poets who are married and they have you know, four kids and all that kind of stuff. You follow Jackie Hill Perry and um, Preston Perry on Instagram. Um, those are some of like the main people that I listen to uh, that just gave a lot of healthy perspective. John Brevere and Lisa Brevere were also another couple that I listened to um, along this time. And I just had really good people in my life that were walking with me through this process. And so... How I want to serve you moving forward is I don't know. <laughs> like, sis, baby, listen, baby girl. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, I've wanted to even rebrand this podcast, but I don't know. I don't know what my servanthood for you in this season will look like. But I'm going to figure that out as I go. But I do want to know from you what you need. What do you want? What do you want to hear? What do you want to learn about mental health? Um, what do you want to understand about faith in mental health? What do you want to understand about the hardship that it takes to sometimes do this God's way? And what I'm learning is that we have it all wrong. We have perceived God incorrectly when it comes to him not being a compassionate father. There are so many people online that may got out to be this mean dictator that is so mean to us and wants us to be militant and like military and like very, but he is such a loving and warm, caring father. And a lot of us don't view him that way. A lot of us view him very much so in a dictatorship way or in a way that it's like, okay, well, God's giving me grace, so I might as well do it. Or we just truly don't even understand him. And so from my perspective of just creating intimacy, I want to list off a couple of things. I want to say for one, um, in tips for creating intimacy with God, trust that the Holy Spirit gives you inklings. He gives you insight. He gives you wisdom. He gives you understanding. And he also checks you. He can, he, for those of you who understand the internal voice of God, the Holy Spirit leads us. He's also fighting and interceding for us. The Bible talks about him being an inner, he inter, he intercedes for us because we don't even know what we should pray for at times. And so your gut feelings around those things mean something like the internal voice that you hear means something. Follow that voice, follow what he is imparting to you, what you're feeling, but also be okay with and know that no matter what step you take, 
God knows how to get to you. He knows how to he, trust him enough to course correct. Trust him enough to lead you back where you're supposed to be. Some of us are so paralyzed by decisions or things that we are unsure about making because we don't know that it's sometimes going to require you to move in faith. And that is so scary. Okay. But what I also realized is that um, even the faith to kind of be pulled away from what I've known was something that a friend of mine, she and I kind of went through this season together, which I'll talk about in a second about community. Um, Coming alongside of her helps me to navigate through being okay with, I feel like this is where God is calling me to get away with him or pull away with him. And so, um, you know, pay attention to those internal feelings and know that whatever you try, God can always get to you. It's not, you're not so far away and he is so big enough to where no matter where you are, smack dab in the middle of something, he will find a way to find you. So no matter what decision you make, if it requires you to make a choice and you don't know if that's the right choice, make a choice because not making a choice is still a choice and not making a choice can make you so feel so crazy internally <laughs> So you feel like, am I going crazy? Like you may, but some, you just also just need to make a choice and know that God is big enough to find you literally. So the next thing I learned and kind of uh, some tips for creating intimacy is having a community of support. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who isolate and they don't have a lot of community or feel people or people that they feel safe enough or vulnerable enough to talk about things. Find a therapist, um, find a group at your church, find a friend that you and her connect spiritually and you can kind of pull alongside her and say, Hey sis, I need you to be my person in this season because I don't know what's going on, but I need someone to pray with me for me and through this time. And I feel like that was the, that was the one key thing that blessed my season was having people that I could call on to just vent about how this season sucks how I don't understand why God won't let me do this. How, why? And I express that I'm grieving, that I'm grieving the loss of something that I have taken so long to build, to build with my hands and my heart and my desires to serve people. And what do you mean the Lord is taking this desire away? Y'all, I did not want to touch a microphone. And there's a scripture in Philippians. Uh, it's actually Philippians 2.13. This is for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And I really feel like for God in that season, it was his desire for me to intimately know him without anything that would attach me to outward validation or um, a feeling of me wanting to have a result. Because I feel like me checking off the, my list that I did a podcast in the week was a result. And even that was like, I'm building something that's so amazing for the Lord. And all the while, 
but do I have a full understanding of the revelation of God? Am I close to him? Do I feel close to him? Or is every time God tells me to do something, I struggle with saying yes, which that was where I was. I was just like, why do I need to surrender to you again more? Like, why, why does this life require so much of me? And it requires you to die. Like Jesus said, this pick up your cross and, and walk daily. And in order to walk daily with God, I have to die every single day. But there was a big part of me that had to die because I had attached my accomplishments or in some way having some level of influence as that meant I was equal and I was good in God's eyes when, girl, I was raggedy, okay? Very raggedy. And so having community and support was very helpful for me because I had a space. I had a space to talk and process. I wasn't isolated. I felt isolated because even God was very clear about who I could and couldn't talk to. So even though some of my friends knew what was kind of happening, like they knew that it was a season where I was kind of giving up a lot of things, I couldn't express a lot to people what was happening or emotionally what I felt because I couldn't fall victim to you know, a lot of noise. I believe that he closed a lot of things off to me for me to be able to not have, I was very vulnerable in that. I was extremely emotionally vulnerable. Like anything that anything extra could have happened and I would have probably broke down. And out of the period of time, there were like peaks of like, okay, I feel good this week. Next week, I feel horrible. Peak good week. Next week, I feel horrible. Then two weeks, I feel good. And then I'm like, man, this whole month was trash, like going off on God. Like, why you have me here? This hurts so bad, Lord. I only want you, but like, why does it have to be this hard to give up? And just this space of like intimacy with God, true intimacy requires dying to your flesh. And for people and those of us who struggle in mental health, or with our mental health, we don't really see the importance of community and support. We think that I'm a burden to other people because I have a lot going on when you actually really need people to hold you up. You really need somebody to pour into your life, to pour hope into you, to to tell you, to give, to listen to you, to give you space, to have space, safe spaces. And a lot of us don't have that. And so because we don't have that, it's so hard for us to see that community is actually a value set community is actually a blessing from God. There are so many scriptures I have um, read this week about friendship in the Bible, about how God will allow people to be friends with you and just the treasure that it is to have friends. And so because we've experienced maybe unhealthy relationships with other people, our viewpoint of, of friendship and support is so flawed in the sense of it's, it's really coming, I won't even say it's flawed. It's really just coming from a hurtful space of disappointment, betrayal, shame. Maybe people have shamed you or judged you for whatever. So you just feel like community and support is not worth it, but that is one of the biggest blessings. And so in tips for creating intimacy, know that community and support is necessary. And oftentimes God will speak through your community and support as a way to get to you. Um... The third thing in creating intimacy is understanding that influence and influence that, you know, people influencing you and really just understanding you have to cut out a lot of the noise. There were a lot of spiritual leaders that I followed 
um, throughout the last couple of years that I've had to unfollow. There, because I could just feel whenever I would listen to them, I would immediately feel shameful. I would feel like I'm not a good enough Christian. I'm not doing things right. And it never came from a place of like correction of like humble correction or just like true, true, um, in my opinion, fruitfulness for my spirit. It felt shameful. It felt um, hateful in some ways too. And I didn't like the way my spirit always felt after listening to them. And it always felt like I was doing something wrong. It never felt like this is healthy correction that rejuvenates me or like pierces me to say, let me go seek the father. It felt like I need to keep listening to you to figure out what you're going to say, because it sounds like, you know, the way that's right. And it was like, I remember one time the Holy Spirit was kind of convincing me. He was like, how is this fruitful for you to listen to this or to see this or to be a part of this? And I was like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not fruitful for me. And this was just based off of listening to certain people. Uh, of course, I'm not going to share who they were, but just, it, it, it really was really hard for me. So I had to like really cut out a lot of the influence or the outside influence that I listened to because it wasn't fruitful to my spirit at the time. And also I think I was just at a vulnerable space where I wasn't strong enough to take in anything because I was so fragile. I was so fragile spiritually. I was at a place where I just, I needed God so desperately that nothing satisfied the quench of the thirst for him. But I thought that those outside things were going to pour into me and they weren't. They weren't helpful to me. It was just more harmful than anything. And I think for, for those of us that struggle, have struggled with religion, we may not recognize our sensitivity or our fragileness to um, harsh words or, or things because we really need the compassion and love of God first. We need to be comforted and loved by him to understand that that is a foundational thing about God's relationship with us for us to receive healthy correction. Some of us are so broken self-esteem wise and confidence wise that any little thing somebody says is just will send us in a loophole for months. And that's just I don't feel like that was that's where we should be. Uh, at least for me, it was not helpful. It wasn't helpful. And so God had to really kind of allow me to understand, like me pulling away from a lot of the things, including my own, my own desire to serve him. But in a way right now, it was like, you got to put this down for a season. And really the perspective he gave me was you need to be pruned in order to bear more fruit. Um, and at that point I was like, God, I ain't got to bear no fruit. As long as you're around, I don't care what I do. We could be sitting in the park and I could literally, you could call me to sit at a park bench every single day for the rest of my life. And I will be fine as long as you're there. Like that's how desperate I was for him. And I think a lot of us secretly are that desperate for God, but we just don't know how to get to that point. And, you know, I can't probably share what that looks like for each and every or give you the blueprint of what that looks like for you. But I always ask the Lord, examine my heart and lead me to where you desire for me to go. 
Some of us, this is a working season for you. This is a season where you can't pull away and you have to stay faithful to the plan. For me, it was a wilderness time. It was a come away with me and be with me for a period of time season. And so I asked the Lord, what is the season for you? What do you have to do? Um, I had to put everything down because I just was that at that point. But what is it for you? What noise do you need to cut out to get focused back into the plan? What what was the word that God gave you that you need to stay forward and stay focused on? What is that for you? And um, is it God is leading you to work on yourself, to dig deep into your trauma and and deal with that while you're doing other stuff. It, it sometimes can be, two things can be true at the same time. I thought for a period of time, God was going to bless, you know, my business while I did this and private practice. But he was like, the only thing you are stewarding right now is private practice, my clients, my husband and my children. I literally was doing that for a long time. A long time is like five months. It's not a long time. But I like was not on Instagram. I deleted the apps. I wasn't on social media. The only social media he released me to be able to indulge in was YouTube. That was it. I wasn't on Facebook, TikTok, nothing. And YouTube was a platform I had utilized, but it wasn't like my main space of going to things. So I had started to consume a lot of really amazing content on YouTube. And now it's like one of my favorite platforms. And so... um I think I also really realized number number four was what hiding with the Lord looked like. Looked like um, hiding with God meant being alone with Him, but also hiding with God meant that I'm consistently going to a place to hide with Him, creating margin for God, creating space in my schedule for Him and with Him. Um, I'm really intentional about that now more than ever. I've always been pretty intentional about quiet time, but I think I always went into my quiet time with an expectancy of I'm supposed to have this Holy Ghost throw down moment. I'm supposed to study 15,020 scriptures. I'm supposed to have a page full of notes for it to be impactful. And now I go into my quiet time with like, if I don't have this huge moment, it doesn't mean that it wasn't helpful. It's like, I just laid a breakdown of me and my relationship with God. I saw him out this morning. I sought him out today. I made space for him in my time. Um, I would love to spend two hours, two and a half hours with him getting to full on worship, doing that. But with two small kids, sometimes it's not always feasible. So sometimes I may break away and go pray. Sometimes I may just not even like have the quiet time, but I may rock my son and pray. Like those are things that I've learned of. It's more about creating the space to include him. How am I including him? How am I not making everything just about me? But how am I just including him because I am desperate for him to be a part of my day? If that makes sense. And so hiding with God meant creating the practices and creating the space for him to be a part of my day and what that really, really looks like. Um, and so lastly, in creating intimacy with him is letting God examine you. Um, he who examines the heart is the one that is literally worthy of worship. Like the Bible talks about the Lord examines and examines the heart. And so with that being said, like serving God is a bonus, um, being a daughter and being a, and having the revelation of being a daughter is 
uh, something that I will be doing the rest of my life. He will constantly have to be examining my heart. I will have to have him always examine my heart around marriage and parenting and being in business and working and all of those things, especially being a therapist, serving people in such a very fragile space. Like I am a facilitator of healing and health for people. And I don't think I took that, that position or like assignment on my life in that way seriously because it felt as though like oh you know this is just something I do I'm something I'm good at but it's like no I also need to steward this assignment I need to steward this calling so that requires me to examine my heart where am I stopping myself where am I trying to get out of my calling my assignment it's scary at times there are times I'm very stumped with clients there are times I don't know always what to say to people because People are dealing with some heavy things. And so, you know, if that's you and you are assigned to, you know, work at a grocery store, if you're assigned to, you know, work in corporate America, steward that well. Although God has given this to you, what can you add? What value add can you add to that? And that looks like a lot of you understanding that he will have to examine you. What areas of your life have you created idols Where's of your life have you valued more than others? Uh, How are you being faithful to the plan? And those are like ways to examine. But I also say that to say like, you know, for my people who are struggling with, you know, depression, anxiety, especially as it comes to spiritual things, you know, really get into places where you can be poured into. Get into spaces where, You know, if it's having your heart examined, maybe your heart being examined is you being poured into. Maybe you're so depleted that you don't have anybody to pour into. Listen to some of these things that bring encouragement to you, that that are relevant to your soul, that are relevant to your mind. Like some of the things I had mentioned earlier, like uh, listening to Tim Ross, listening to Preston Morrison, listening to Jackie and Preston. You know, those are people that I would say content-wise are like, true mentors to me in a in a distant way because their experiences and their revelation and their pursuit of God is blessing me and maybe using those things to examine my heart and my position and my true thoughts towards the Lord so you know on this platform uh, you know on my podcast I want to continue to create spaces and have conversations for, you know, I'm a black woman and I, and I desire other black women to be safe. Um, but I know that I serve more than black women. I know I serve, um, Hispanics. I deserve Caucasian women. I serve, you know, so many different nationalities and races and even male and female. I want you to know that the Lord is a safe space. God deeply deeply i am so convinced he delights in knowing you even more um and that doesn't mean that you have to do anything more it means just turning your face to him more and and wanting him to see you um and really digging deep into the relationship piece and like letting him letting him show you who he is just ask him show me who you are show me the trueness of who you are not what i've been taught and so um, I pray that, you know, this podcast bless you. It was too, too long, sis. I went too long. I went too long. But I wanted to provide just a, 
a um, overview of what where I've been, uh, what I'm hoping to share more of in this um, time. I've planned to be more authentic and more vulnerable. Y'all heard me cuss earlier. Like, you may hear that every once in a while, says, don't be alarmed, okay? And if that, you know, doesn't, you know, sit well with you and you find that that you don't want to listen to me because of that, I understand. And that's fine. I still love you. Um, I just have felt like I wanted to be and share with you in a way that doesn't require me to put a mask on or be, or even be a, um, be a person that has to be on a pedestal. I am figuring this out just like y'all are. Um, and sometimes that requires me to be open and honest. And so I pray that this bless you. Um, reach out to me on Instagram. I have shut down it. When I say y'all shut down everything, I shut down my doggone emails. (laughs) Like girl, it was, I shut down my website everything baby okay it was done it was done i was done i was done girl but i'm happy to be back um and i love you i i just i love you so much and god loves you and uh, i'm thankful that he gives me the opportunity to share in this way so um follow me on instagram at rosa renee i am posting more on there Please DM me if you listen to this episode so I know that at least somebody's out there because <laughs> my listens have gone down a lot since I haven't posted, which is fine. I'm totally okay with that. But I want to at least um, connect with you, talk to you in the DMs. Please DM me. And I love you immensely. I pray this episode bless you and I look forward to serving you soon. All right, sis, have a wonderful one and I'll see y'all soon.